Hey, good morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday. Those that are joining us live, happy whatever day of week it is for you. Thanks so much for joining us. We're talking about this concept of normalizing heroism, greatness, feeling responsible. You know, we, we live in a world where we think that leadership is something that is that you're born with. It's not. You look at people that have done incredible, incredible things. And you see that they're regular people. They just saw something about what they had to do. They just understood that, that the, the moment required more from them. And they rose to the challenge. If you look at some of the great people that really created communities and countries and held on religions and built hospitals, like if you just look at their lives, rarely do you find some like crazy genius. They're there. But you know, those are the ones that you you hear about always. But like, if you look closer, like the people that like build stuff, the unsung heroes, they're regular people. They just had this sense of being responsible. They had this sense of my life is worth more than just the pursuit of the stuff that I need or that I think I need. You see it today. I mean, not that anyone's, you know, totally exempt from this, but like, if you really look around today, you'll see some really, really talented people. And if you really delve into their lives, they're wonderful, but their life really is the pursuit of their own needs. And you wonder if they would have dedicated their lives to the greater good, what, how much good would come into this world? You see the flip side of it. You see people who's dedicated their lives to the greater good. You can only imagine that they they could have gone another way, but they didn't. And the world is better for it. And the lives that they've influenced and the people that they've touched. It's not a question of like some people were born for it or not. Maybe on a spiritual level it is, but in the physical world, it's that they live with a sense of responsibility. And when we realize that our actions are impacting others and that we can normalize almost anything, it changes what's possible for us. Because if you can normalize almost anything and you're responsible for others, the responsibility, the activities that you are doing to take responsibility will normalize. Being vulnerable will feel normal. Trying new things will be normal. Living your life in a way in which others benefit will be normal. Living your life in which there is a lack of comfort in order to achieve great goals will feel normal. 
And this is sort of the power of the mind. Because once you understand that your mind is neuroplastic and it neuromaps everything, all you really have to do is hold on to the new normal long enough for it to now feel normal. If you take on a new habit, or if you step up your game, or if you start to create awareness of what of who you are and what you could accomplish, all you got to do is do that long enough so that at some point, your brain goes, hey, that's us. That's normal. That, by the way, is how great people operate, in my opinion. They are constantly raising the standard of their life and holding it long enough until it feels normal and then re-raising the standard of their life. So if you've ever like trained for some kind of physical activity, you, you, you push yourself, it normalizes, and then you go out and push yourself to the next level. That's how life works. You push yourself to do what's right, to do what's good, and then you hold that until that feels normal, and then you go to the next level. And then you hold that. And then you go to the next level and you keep on pushing and normalizing, pushing and normalizing until you wake up one day and it's just normal for you to be great. And that's when greatness really comes in because you can't always need to be inspired to be great. Then you won't have the energy to do it day in and day out. And you need to do it day in and day out to actually make a difference. Right? Michael Phelps, I don't know if there's new swimmers, but I don't know. Michael Phelps needed to normalize a certain level of training day in and day out in order to compete at the highest level. Tom Brady, for for going down the sports examples, needs to normalize a certain level of practice in order to compete at the highest level. We need to normalize a certain level of behavior in order for us to have great lives. Once we realize that the opportunity in front of us, because we're all so interconnected, because every action affects every other action, because there are people that we don't even know that are watching us and that are being impacted by us, we don't have the right. I'm not saying that I'm owning this. I'm just sharing with you. We're on the same team here. We don't have the right to not normalize greatness. Which is why I believe that's really underlying what these Israeli soldiers feel, in my opinion. They didn't feel like they had the right to not join the army, to not defend the people, to not put themselves at risk. They they lived in a world, especially the older ones, of where if you didn't fight, you got killed. So they didn't have that moment where they said, well, I don't want to do it. Once that becomes our way of thinking, that we don't really have a choice, that our kids need us, that our spouses need us, that our friends need us, that our colleagues need us, that the world needs us to act a certain way, to project a certain bit of happiness, to live with faith, to take on challenges, to inspire them to take on challenges. People around us that we know or don't know 
need us to be this way because that will benefit their lives. When that becomes how we see the world, we have no choice but to increase the standard of our lives, which will then normalize. And that's what will feel a certain way. If you need proof, look at your own body. If anyone's ever had um, a stretch in which they were completely healthy, if anyone's ever been through both sides, right? If you if you've been if you've done this before, where you've had times where you've let yourself go, and you don't care what you eat, right? As one friend said to me, like. When you don't care what you eat, like you, you stop to pump gas and like you find the candy bar and you're like, you're munching on a candy bar while you're pumping gas, right? You're sitting in a car and you're like reaching for something to munch on and like you just finish boxes and boxes and boxes, right? When you're not watching yourself, food becomes a, a commodity that has no meaning. And so you just consume everything. This is a very big essence in life. When you're not careful with something, you devalue it. So when you're not careful about the food you put in your, in your body, you devalue it. You don't care. You'll eat anything. Tastes good. Doesn't taste good. Good for you. Bad for you. You go to a barbecue and you have hot dogs, which I'm just shocked that they're still making today. But whatever. Not for now. And there are people that may get offended. I'm shocked that they're still making hot dogs. Maybe now they're called like chicken franks or healthy franks, but the, like the old school, like whatever is left in the, in like the meat maker. And for many people, like they would never eat a hot dog, but like, you don't care. Like you're not watching, you're not careful. You're like at a barbecue. You're like, just give me a hot, give me two. You don't even choose the watermelon. You choose like whatever the, the, the sugar option is for dessert. You grab a snack for the way home. You go to a wedding and you plow the smorgasbord, have the full meal, and on the way out, grab the cookie. What do you care? You're not careful. Food means nothing. So you just consume and consume and consume. And then something happens. You start to watch yourself. In the beginning, you have that fight. I want it so badly. I want that cookie. It's been five minutes and I'm so hungry. I mean, I only ate 12,000 calories over what I just need just for the ride home. Something sweet. I just need something sweet because if I don't have sweet, I don't know. Well, my brain is like, you, you just ate a full meal, but like, I don't know. You need something sweet. I shouldn't talk, by the way, because I can't finish a meal without having a cup of coffee not much better I need coffee after a meal and before a meal but like you know I need something sweet and then you go on this diet and at first you're battling and then at some point you start to like feel better and like it's going well and then you like really start to see what it does and you feel like a more alive and you're happy with the salad and you really feel great. And then you go and you pass the cookie stand and you don't even want it. Like you look at that cookie and you're like, 
oh, for real? A Tuesday night, late night cookie? Oh my gosh, that's gross. You see someone plowing a donut in Penn Station at 8 a.m. like I did this morning or yesterday? What day is it? Yesterday I was in, in the city. I get off the train. It's like nine o'clock in the morning. And you're seeing somebody pound donuts. You're like, are you serious? Not that I'm so healthy, but but imagine this character, so healthy. You look at that cookie and you're like, really? You would never eat the cookie. Now, you forget that a year ago, you ate the cookie. And a year later, you don't eat the cookie. Well, why is that? And the answer is because in the one year time, you've increased your standard of eating. And then you've normalized it. You can always go back. But you've normalized it and normalized it until you get to a place where the activity doesn't even tempt you anymore. Let's think about it this weekend. We'll end a little early on Fridays. Let's think about it this weekend. What are the things that we can do to normalize greatness? What if people were looking at me? How would I act? What if my actions really impacted people? What would I do? How do I take one little thing and stick with it until it's normal? How do I increase my awareness of those that are around me? And what do I got to do to project a more resilient, a more positive, a more spiritual, a more encouraging image so that people will benefit from it and hold to do that and do it and do it until it feels normal? All right, let's think about it. All right, buddy. Have an incredible weekend with God's help. I can't wait to see you again next week. Shabbat shalom. And have a great, great, great weekend.